We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blenderhead, Blender HD. You want to follow me on Twitter? And it's Thursday, Thursday, December 29th, and it's and it's getting warmer. It's 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 ridiculous. It's it was it was over over this 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 past break. Obviously, I haven't done a show uh, the past three days, right? Taking a small break over the the Christmas holiday, whatever the hell. Uh, here, at least in the Midwest, like you know, what over the weekend it was it was ridiculously cold. I mean, it was it was so cold. Uh, my house apparently is not as insulated as as I originally thought, and uh, even with the heat on, we couldn't get the temperature above sixty four degrees. Like that's how cold it was. It was zero degrees outside, even here in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, so I, I I had to wear my my fleece in the house. I mean, a space heater. It was ridiculous, and now. Today, right now, it's 54, and then uh, over the weekend, it's going to be, like, in the low 60s. Like, how does that happen? How the hell does that happen? But uh, I hope you're staying warm now. It's warming up. It's warming up. We're heading into a new year. We're heading into 2023. Good morning to everyone in the chat. Suki Singh, Wataz here uh, early, as as usual. Joe Mack, card fan, Bart B, Jay Simmons, Mr. Richard. Jay says it was so cold. I went out to shovel the other day and it was eight degrees and felt warm. Eight degrees was warm, right? When 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 the temperature got up to like twenty seven as a high, I'm like, okay, this, this maybe I put on shorts, but maybe maybe I don't need the space heaters because the the heating maybe uh, you know maybe we could get this temp up to sixty eight or sixty nine. Now now we're now we're nippy. Now we're at seventy two, seventy three. We're good. So that's good right now. But uh, as we head into the new year, uh, obviously there'll be a show tomorrow. It won't be MMA based. Uh, and then, then, uh, then we 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 hit back uh, that end of the NFL season. We got the NBA going on. PGA will be coming back. Uh, what else have we got? Size EPL soccer. If you if you want to play it, play it play it on Saturday. I'll be playing. Uh, uh, I just wanted to uh, take a look back, take take a step back a little, 
and and talk about some small changes that are going to come in the new year. Some small changes, a little little change of direction, probably more a change in demeanor. And this is due primarily. I know that in in the past, like in the last week, or if you've been following me on Twitter, that I, I I've been I've been relearning poker. Okay, that's that's what I'm calling it. Re, relearning it. Okay, back in 15 plus years ago, in the, the mid 2000s, I did play pretty much for a living, right? For four or five years, primarily live, and uh, and over a large sample size, I had a good hourly at the at the at the games that I was playing, right? Which is not like the highest of stakes, but still uh, still decent enough, still still decent enough, I guess. And uh, through how I learned how to play, right? How I learned how to play poker was total immersion like that's me that's me like that's my personality i'm a total immersion person i'm a like okay there's this thing i will be thinking about this every moment that i am awake right for 16 hours a day and if i'm not thinking about it i'm studying something i'm watching something i'm reading something even if i even, hey, even if i'm going to work even if i have a you know i would i would go to my my day job as a web developer and on the subway, I'm I'm reading poker books again. I'm this may be the fifth time I'm reading this book. I'm printing out hand histories and going through and making little checks and little circles and little question marks, and then going to the two plus two forums and going through and learning from other people's hand conversations and stuff like that. And then buying, then going to Barnes and Noble and buying any and pretty much at the entire poker section like that. I own the entire poker section. I don't care. It's a lot that I'll, this book looks kind of the same as that book. Who cares? I'll either cement information that I already know, so it gets even quicker and even more instinctual, or I'll I'll pick up one little thing that maybe I don't do too much. Right? I, I don't do this right. Maybe I th- have to think about this more. So that's how I am. I'm a total immersion person. Okay. So now I'm I'm entering, uh, you know, relearning poker, playing, playing, playing more at my, my local uh, casino card room. And I don't want to come. I don't want, I don't want, I want to be a hypocrite, right? When it comes to when, when I talk about always be learning, right? You know, you know, th- there's always a way to get better. Don't, you know, don't, don't think you know it all, you know, that type of thing. And although in my first two sessions, you no, know, I, I did well. And the exploits that, I was used to at those level of games that existed 15 plus years ago still exist. Right. But should I be taking it for granted? Should I be going, Oh, well, the knowledge that I had from 2008, like I'm just going to do what I did back then and never adapt and just don't adapt. Don't assume that people may have gotten better. Maybe they play slightly differently. Maybe the context of stuff. And then on top of that, on top of that is that maybe how I played 15 years ago wasn't the most fi- fundamentally sound either. Maybe it was just I was playing against such weak opponents that I made that much money regardless, even though I may have 10, 20, a whole assortment of leaks or not playing certain situations well or playing too much like this and t- too many hands in that spot and too few hands in this spot. So like I'm coming from the attitude of, Okay, well, I do have the basic concepts down, right? So I what hand beats what? Like, yeah, 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 I, I, I don't need that, right? I don't need to, un, I, but the basic probabilities of like how many outs there are to a flush draw, 
right? How many hand combinations? How many ways can you make ace king? How many ways can you make a pair? You know, and then you get into hand ranges, right? And what percentage of hands exist in those ranges? And then position. Like some of the, those I consider to be basic poker concepts. So when you play, but like, I don't necessarily need like to go through all of that. Although I will get a little bit of a refresher. It's like from there, it's like now, how does everything interact with one another? With, you know, this happens and then this thing and which, which weaker range versus stronger range, position versus position, three betting frequencies, things like that. Like that's came almost instinctual to me 15 plus years ago. So I can't assume, I don't want to assume that my instincts from 15 years ago when they kick in are like fundamentally sound. They may be still, I, I, I may still be playing against as bad of opponents as I did 15 years ago. And that's why I could, you know, run over a one, two, no limit game sometimes. Uh, but maybe it's just right now it's, it's short-term variance, right? Maybe I, I, I wasn't, maybe I wasn't playing very well at all, but I just happened to get the right cards in the right spots, make a hand and bust someone or uh, pull off a bluff where I probably normally should get called there and don't get called in that way. Not that small percentage of time. So I short-term variance it could be anything. Now, what does this have to do with DFS? You go, Jordan, you're talking about poker for the first, what, six minutes of the podcast? Said, like, well, in this guise of relearning poker, now I'm going, going, okay, it's 2022 coming on 2023. It's like, let me, let me immerse myself, right? Okay, let, uh, what vloggers, you know, YouTube channels, podcasts, you know, their training sites, like, let me just, let me go, let me, let me watch it all. Let me listen to it all. What, po- show me a podcast. I'll, I'll, I'll start from episode one. Okay. And then uh, some people recommended to me, Bart Hansen. Some pe- people recommended Jonathan Little and they, they both have podcasts and I'm, am I sure how great, great, great they are? It can't be that bad. You know, they, they've been having a podcast for a long time and I've been listening to them and they seem like they know what they're talking about. I agree with most of the stuff they talk about. Uh, but then I look and I go, uh, this, this guy has 550 episodes. Like this guy's been doing a podcast for 10 years. Right. And then another one, like doing a podcast for seven years, I go YouTube channels and it's like, Oh, you want to learn how to play poker? Here's, I've been doing videos for seven years. Right. And some of them are like 60 minute, 90 minute videos where like they, they go through hand situations. They go through certain concepts. Right. And a lot of times you go through and and a lot of times it's it's repeat stuff. A lot of times it is because look how much content they're putting out. Now, on top of that, they typically have some type of structured way of learning. So like I've been approaching this show a lot of times with the total immersion mindset in my, in my mind of like, you know, you know, if you really, really, really wanted to learn how to play DFS well, you just take the DFS pregame show and start from episode one and watch all of, all of them. That's what I did back in 2015 with DFS. So just watch them all, right? So from my mentality, it's like, why aren't you watching them all, right? So when when questions come in where it's like, I feel like I've, I've answered them like 47 times, it's like, well, if you've already started from episode one and you got here, like, why do I need to do this for the 48th time? But that's coming from my mentality. That, that total emergent mindset. But seeing now in poker, I'm looking going, how the hell am I? I'm, what am I going to do? Listen to 
550 episodes before I even step foot on a sit down at a table. I mean, th this has become untenable, right? Yeah, maybe back in the day, or maybe 2015 DFS, you could get through enough of the content in maybe 80 or 100 hours, and and now you're going to be looking for stuff, right? Back in 2003, 2002, you could you read 27 poker books. I mean, that's 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 doable. Now with poker, I I can't possibly see how you could do that, right? So I need a starting point somewhere. Right. If I want unstructured learning. Right. So there's structured learning and unstructured learning. So in unstructured learning, why should I be expecting structure? Right. So if I'm coming in trying to relearn poker and go, I'm going to I'm going to start with this year's podcast from this dude or whatever. And maybe he still has 120 episodes, but at least that's something to start with, but not the past nine years of stuff like there's an entryway. And then, yes, it's going to be unstructured. It's not going to start from first or whatever. And you're going to hear things that are repeated or asked again and stuff like that. And I'll just pick them up unstructured. Like, here's a concept here. Here's a, this may not be a full thing here. That may not be a full thing there. Uh, and then if I choose to go, I really need to learn this, the stuff that they talked about in this episode, I need to learn more of that. Where can I learn more of that? Well, what episodes do I listen to? No, no, you don't do that. Now you go to the structured learning. Now you go to the course. You go to the whatever, you know, training, you know, thing. They have a 14-part series and you, you, you get that, right? Well, that's very similar to what I do here, right? That's very similar where the unstructured learning is this show. That's that's what this show is. Is the, this show is not is not is not supposed to be you start from two years ago when I started the show, and now you got to this point. Right. It's supposed to be that we talk about concepts and we go through things sometimes on the day slate. Sometimes we review a past slate. Sometimes it just comes from the YouTube chat. And it's an entry point that someone could just say, like, I've been playing DFS for a little bit. So I know the basic, basic, basic stuff. Right. Right. We always say that there's some there's some, you know, little learning curve in the beginning. Right. We're not we're not going to you know teach you. Well, what is what is a GPP and what is a cash game like? Okay, we're not that basic, but it needs to be an entry point where you could come in and go, yeah, I know kind of the basics, but can you talk through this situation? And I could be like, well, if you want the most amount of, you know, structured learning, go get the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, theoryofdfs.com, right? Go get the 15-hour audio masterclass, listen to that, right? Go through that, re-listen to it. Then after that, you get the Theory of DFS for Advanced Players, and you get the Excel tools. And you go through all that. And you, and then now you're committed to a process. And, that, and now you're coming back to this show as you do your process. And you're hearing a lot of the concepts that are that you that you heard in the 21 hours put in like real and much slower time of like, oh, here's a, here's a new person that doesn't understand this. Here's someone that that is having a, 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 an issue with a certain aspect and everything that's very similar then now I'm I'm listening to poker podcasts. It's very similar to that, where I'm just stepping in in episode 470, and they're talking about continuation bet sizing, and it's like yeah, we're kind of starting in the middle, right? But it's like okay, well I think I got a handle of this, and then I listen to whatever it is, and maybe I have a question about it, but like maybe it's a question that's been asked before that maybe it covered in two th episode 278, but how the hell am I going to find that? Now, the answer should be either one, 
like get the course, right? So first thing is like, okay, if you want structured and you want to go through all of it, it's in this thing. But if you don't, I'm at least here for unstructured learning, right? And I've not been approaching this show well enough this way, right? In the, at least in the past couple of months, right? I, I've not been doing that, right? It's a personality flaw. It's me. It's not you. It's me. And I know there's a lot of people in the chat that are probably more like me anyway. I tend to attract those types of people where they are more immersed, right? They don't want to be the content to be dumbed down. They don't want to have to go over the same thing over and over again. But that's not everyone, right? That isn't everyone. So there are a lot of people that may come to the show earnestly, earnestly looking to learn more. And when a question gets asked that I've answered 28 times, right? And I go, well, why don't you just watch the past shows? And like, it's like, like, whoa, what, what I came here that to that person. It's like, what, what are you yelling at me for? I came here for unstructured learning. Yeah, I understand you have a structured thing that, that I could buy. That's the whole point. That's, that's the value proposition of the courses, right? But like, I'm here for unstructured learning. And this is where, this is where they've chosen to insert themselves into my content ecosystem. And I, and I, and I, and I've, and I've not, and I've not been servicing them. I've not been servicing them. This is this is me. This is a long-winded way of saying that I apologize. I'm sorry. It's me. It's not you. I've been too doing too much of. Uh, I don't want to answer the same thing over and over again when I should be answering the same thing over and over again. I sh that's what I should be doing here. That's what we should be doing on the show Mondays with James. That's more of a theory-based show where me and James talk about stuff, and you can be involved in the chat or whatever. But you know, more high-level stuff. Fridays, obviously, we do MMA because we here at Roto Grinders, we don't have any free MMA content. And that's, you know, I play MMA very seriously. So do that on Fridays when there is an MMA slate. But Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays should be unstructured learning, right? Should it be that we cover the NBA slate that day? No, it doesn't need to be any of that. And a lot of the unstructured learning comes from the audience. What does the audience want? So, what I want to do on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays is essentially, it's essentially, it's always, always wild card toss up. It's questions from the YouTube chat, questions that can be submitted. And I'm going to put on the bottom, we'll, we'll come up with a little banner that scrolls on the bottom to email in question, questions at theoryofdfs.com. Steve doesn't have to do that right now in the, in the thing, but he could if he has nothing else to do. He's exhausted. Steve's exhausted, guys. Steve, the producer. Sosa, whatever, I, I, I always say, you know, whatever. I like to just call him a Steve, a real, a real name. Uh, uh, so always put on the bottom, questions at theoryofdfs.com, where if if you didn't watch the show that day, you, you, you want to listen later or anything like that, like that you can just submit. And we'll, if you email me today, will I answer a question tomorrow? No, not necessarily, but they'll pile up and I'll just go through every question. If it's a type of thing where, well, I kind of talked about the same exact thing last week, then who cares? And that's just, that's just the way it is. I'll find some way of maybe making it slightly different or we'll go through, well, we'll use it in the context of the slate yesterday or use it in the context of the slate today and use it in the context of the tools here at Roto Grinders, right? Because a lot of the stuff we talk about in order to, 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 to you, to utilize those concepts, you know, it's probably more effective to do it via tools, right? You're utilizing an optimizer, you're utilizing projection, you're utilizing ownership, you're utilizing simulation outputs. Utilizing all the stuff that we have here at Roto Grinders, right? So that's what I should be doing. 
right? I shouldn't be like, okay, well, I'm bored, so I don't want to talk about the same thing over and over again. That's my that's 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 a me problem. I shouldn't be doing the show then. I'm not I'm not being a good teacher. So to me, me relearning poker, I want to use not to well, how does it relate to poker to DFS? It's no, no. Me and the process of learning from others is showing me more how I could better teach you. So that's that's what I've noticed in the past week of like, how am I learning? How am I absorbing this information as I'm relearning poker? And yeah, I may, I, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I may have some some questions or clarifications that just these people have probably covered a bunch of times. But like, like yeah, and then there's just, oh, well, if you, you could take this 14 hour course and go through it, right? But I kind of want to go over the exact situation that I have right now. So it's like, yeah, I know about that and I will get that. But I have something to talk about right now. And from what I hear, these teachers are very good at going through that type of stuff without having any aspect of like, you know, hey, you know, we've been doing, we've been doing hey, this, we've, we've done, we've done this thing 600 times. So that's why, that's why I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, I'll be the be- better person. I'll be the bigger person here, right? You don't hear that much in the industry where people apologize. Maybe people apologizing for like, you know, bad takes or something, a bad pick or whatever. But obviously here we don't do picks, right? We don't do that type of stuff, but I can at least apologize. Even though there are plenty of people in the chat, they get tons, even when I start scolding people, right? And they're probably still, hey, I'm not a perfect person. There'll still be days where I'm just not not in the mood to go over the same thing again, right? And I and I may be like a little, little snippy. But I'll I'll be I'll try to be way less snippy, way less snippy, and way more driven on unstructured learning that's guided by the audience. Okay, and if it's a new person, an old person, even if they're asking two v two questions, let's go through why two v twos are bad, right? Why thinking like this is bad, right? And maybe people in the chat will be in, in that that are regulars here could help them out in the in the chat as well. So it's like. Going, going, going through all of this is like I, I, I want to be a better DFS teacher, right? I'm always trying to be a better DFS player, but I, the one thing I've not been doing this entire year is trying to be a better DFS teacher, especially since I think I'm good at teaching. I think I'm good when, when I'm good, I'm good at it, right? When I, I can put together structured courses pretty well, I think I could do unstructured learning pretty well, unstructured teaching very well, but. I, I need I need to get away from the fact that I may be a total immersion type of person, but most people aren't. And even if you were a total immersion type of person, it's 2023, and the amount of DFS content that's out there is absurd now compared to you know seven or eight years ago. So that's that's uh you know hit the hit the thumbs up button if you could appreciate the fact that I'm I'm being the bigger person, right? I'm trying to get kudos of being you know to to, to being enough of a man. Enough of a man to say that that I, I shouldn't be scolding people as much, right? You should be submitting questions and we should be going over. If people want to learn how to use the player groups portion of uh, of, of the Roto-Grinders tools, I'll just go through it again, right, for that person. We'll go through it. If it be, uh, what exactly is a projection? I don't understand median, median, mean, and mode. Fine, we'll go, we'll go over that again, right? And hopefully people in the chat will... Uh, well, help along in the process if you know you're you're more advanced than that. So, 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 so that that's what I'm doing. Going through the YouTube chat right now. Uh, 
James McGuire said, no, not, not Gus Hansen, but Bart Hansen. He does a podcast called Crush Live Poker, and Jonathan Little does poker coaching. These are like, they do a lot of coaching, right? Doesn't doesn't mean that they're the greatest players? No, but you don't have to learn from the greatest players. I, I think that the best poker writer is Ed Miller, and Ed Miller's like, you know, probably mid, uh, mid-stakes, very similar to like David Sklansky type of thing. Like someone that, unless you're looking to play on a world-class level, like you're never going to, like what they write about will get you to the point where any game that within reason that you'd be playing, like you could probably be the best at, right? If you're playing in, in, in Hold'em, right? In No Limit Hold'em, if you're playing cash games, like you could read Ed Miller and with experience and study, you know, be one of the best, you know, five, 10, no limit game, you know, 10, 25, no limit players, maybe something like that. Right. Which are fairly big for, for, for most people and say for like limit hold him. If you read the, the, the two plus two books and you were a limit hold him player, you could probably, if you got, if you studied and got experience, you could pretty much beat any 40 uh, game up to like 48, something like typically past there. Once you get to 8160, 100, 200, the mixed games, everything like that. Then it gets a lot, a lot tougher. You'll find whales up there or anything like that. Uh, maybe you need more study. I mean, this concept still apply. Just now you're adapting to a lot, a lot of good players and also a lot of different styles of play. But still, to me, remember, I'm a, I'm a modest person when it comes to DFS. Also, so I'm a modest person when it comes to poker. So it's like I'm, I'm not in this to like I want to be the best player in the world. Like no, no, that's 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 never my my motivator. My my motivator is. I want to, I want to, I, I like the intellectual challenge that rewards me with money and money that's worth my time and uh, a decent amount of money that I don't have to necessarily do anything that I don't want to do. Right. So it's the type of thing of like, mm, can I play poker two or three times a week and, and come home at the end of the year on average with 30 grand? Like that may be my goal. That, that, that's it. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to learn in a fashion and, 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 and play that that's the case right but the same thing the same type of goal in 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 dfs i mean that's kind of what I'm, i focus on here also so i consider myself the david sklansky ed miller you know that type of that type of dfs teacher like no i'm not i'm not the best dfs player in the world i'm not i'm not and a lot of the best ones have much more precise methodology Right, very similar in in poker when it comes to like solvers, like a lot of the the greatest players in the world are studying stuff that's way beyond the scope of of what you see at a two five no limit game in in your local card room, right? But you could still be good enough to beat all those people, right? So you could be good enough to take enough money out of the DFS ecosystem with the blunt methodologies that I teach. But if you want, if you really, if your goal is to really be top 10 player in the world in DFS, like you have to take these concepts and now make them like absurdly more precise and way more efficient, right? So, so you could achieve that, but that's beyond the, that that's not my goal, but if it is your goal, then great. If it's beyond the scope of what we talk about on this show, let's see, going through card fan says, is this a long goodbye? No, it's a, it's a, it, no, it's a long hello. It's a long hell. Essentially, what I'm saying is that this is this is this is a new hello, right? I've been doing the show for um, two years, I think, and I'm saying, okay, let's let's reset. Let's go back to what to what it was. What pretend it's th- I'm starting from episode one, and I haven't said the same thing over and over again. Okay, now everything is new again. 
Now everything is new again. Yeah, Trevor. Trevor says the Redship Poker Podcast. Yes, I've been listening to those as well. Right. Uh, yeah, and you're right. Some episodes are Matt, but yeah, yeah. Redship Poker was started by. I mean, he was co-owned by by Ed Miller. So yeah, right. So I, I listen. I, I I audio is my best tool. I don't necessarily care that much about the videos per se, but still, I've been going through those and going. I, I, I'm going learning, relearning poker and going. Wow, like I'm this this I'm learning very well, unstructured in this medium. And then realizing that, like, they're going over stuff that I could have gotten elsewhere if I wanted to. And I go, well, what's the difference between me and some of the people, a lot of the people that may watch this show? And I, I'm, I don't think I'm teaching well. I really don't think so. Uh, are people talking about poker in the chat now? Right? I don't want to talk. The whole point of today wasn't supposed to be talking about poker. It's me talking about, about teaching methodologies more than anything. Neil Jaworski says, not sure you need to apologize, but I think this is great. I think I, I think I need to apologize. I do, at least. I think I speak for a lot of people when they say they'll learn, they've learned a lot from the show. Yes, but I think you could learn more. And I also think that, that you could learn even if you think you know the concept. It's weird to say that, right? You go, well, I, I, I already know what a projection is. I already, I already, I already know this, this thing. Why, why should I be here for half an hour as you explain to someone else what a range of outcomes is, what a normal distribution is, right? Like that type of thing. I'm telling you what helps. I'm telling you it helps regardless, right? Because I've read, I've, I've reread poker books that I've read again. I've read, I've, I've, I've <laughs> like, dude, I remember back in 2000, 2002, reading books that had the same hand charts in it and the same exact, like almost, I felt like reading the same book again. But you know what it did? Maybe remember stuff easier, right? And remember, remember stuff quicker. Right, and I was so immersed in it that it, it wasn't—it wasn't boring to me. Just like, okay, I'll read this again. That's fine, right? The more, the merrier. So I should have that same attitude of like, well, who cares if I'm repeating the, the same thing again, right? Even if you think you know, maybe maybe you need to get it even more cemented in your mind. So I, I shouldn't—I shouldn't be treating as if like once I mention something, it should never be mentioned again. Trevor said, Jordan, I started watching the show starting around week three, week three of the NFL, right? So not week three of the show ever existing. He says, you could be snippy, but I think you're solid. I don't think you have anything to apologize for. I learned a ton to see. I know a lot of people learn a ton, but I want to, I want to service as many people as possible, right? Not just the people that could, could put through the, the snippiness and that the type of people that are more, uh, I would call it the, the immersion people. It's like, yeah, okay. The fact that he's yelling at this person, and maybe I don't understand why he's yelling at this person. Maybe I need to look up X, Y, and Z. Like they, you take the initiative to do that, so you're not asking stupid questions. But I don't think that should. I don't. I don't think that should be the scope of this show. I don't think the scope of the show to mean that you have to do enough research so you're not asking stupid questions. The point is for you to not have to do all that research. That this is the starting point, right? This is the unstructured starting point. Now, if people are going to come in and they don't. And they they don't understand, you know, what what do, what do you mean by lineup construction? Well, the, the the order that you put, you know, the what do you what do you mean by you know what? How how does a running back score points? Like, there's, well, there's a scoring system in DFS. So it's very similar to you know, I I you, you read you, you read the course, right? Right, Ed Miller's the course, whatever. Like, basically, the first part of the thing is like like I'm not going to go through what hand beats what. I'm not going to go through some of the stuff. You know, there's plenty of go Google it, right? Like that type of stuff. 
right? But that line of where the stuff, the bait, the really basic stuff, I've been I've been saying that line way too often. Where the like all the other that I consider like too much of that to be basic and go look, go Google, right? So if you if you're gonna you know, if you don't understand what you know a payout structure is, like oh, what's the difference between first place and second place? It's like you just you must have just started playing DFS, right? I'm not I'm not gonna I'm gonna rehash how the lobby is organized, right? I'm not gonna rehash how baseball is scored, right? Right. I, I, I barely will rehash why correlated lineups in baseball are better, but I mean, some people may not understand that they may go, Oh yeah, that's why, that's why correlate. That's why the correlation coefficient between baseball players are higher. Oh, Oh. And then they use that concept to other. Oh, well, how can I relate this to basketball or to football or to whatever? I shouldn't just be assuming that you know that. Right. Cause there are plenty of people where this may be the episode today's episode, maybe the starting point. Three weeks from now, that may be their starting point. For Trevor, it was week three in NFL, right? And I said, yeah, go back and, and watch all of them. But I mean, how, how how tenable is that to most people? It's not. Just like for me, like, dude, I'm that person that would listen to everything. And I'm with the poker stuff, I'm going, there's no goddamn way I could listen to everything. This is insane. It's absolutely insane. And the amount of poker content there is compared to DFS content is it dwarfs it by like 50x, 100x. Like in DFS, I think it's getting, it's probably untenable to to watch all of my shows from the beginning, right? That's a picture of that times a hundred. And that's what, that's what the poker content is. So like, like, then what am I doing? Then what am I doing? Uh, Wataz says, I'm still not going to ask any questions and I'm told until I'm done with the old videos. I was watching six to eight hours a day for a while, but down to four the past month. The answers are all in there. Yeah, the answer are, the, I mean, Wataz is, is right. The answers are all in there. But is everyone Wataz? Wata, what, what is? I, mean, I, I don't even know if I'm ever saying that. What is? It could be what is. I'm going Wataz. Wataz. Right? Right. And also, it's a lot of the episodes, just it's like it's this day's episode. And that's the day I happen to go over, like, you know, some important thing with a tool. And it's just sitting there. And there's no, there's no descriptor on it. So how should I expect people to go back and just, oh, I'll just watch them all and Figure out which ones are which, right? That that that's an that's an awful that's an awful way of teaching. That, that's why I'm apologizing. I mean, people in chat are you're the you're the nicest people. You're like, no, you don't have to apologize. I learned a lot from you. Yeah, I, yeah, but I I, I want to be better. I want to be better. If I hey, I want to be better in DFS. I want to be better in poker. I I should want to be a better teacher. So this is my way of saying I I I want I want to be a better teacher. Oh, okay. So then, so, I mean, I think that's the show. I mean, I don't know what else I was going to get into. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Unless you got any questions, but I, why, why, I say, I say, Oh, it's going to be all guided by your questions in the chat, everything like that. I'm like, okay, well, we're done. Like there, there's my thing and whatever. So if you got anything you want to talk about in the chat, feel free to feel free to let me know questions at theory of DFS.com. I wanted, I did want to talk about, uh, 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 a very high level, not not advanced or anything, but a high level concept uh, to get back to, especially to recenter ourselves, especially after reading uh, uh, some of Ed, Ed Miller's poker work of like where the money comes from in DFS, because I think that's that that's overall an important like high level concept to understand before you even like 
Like, why, why are you making the lineups the way you are? Well, you're trying to make the lineups the way you are. Like, I'm, I'm relating it to poker. So your lineups have a, a higher than its fair share of equity in the contest, right? And how do you do that? Where does the money come from? So I do, I do want to talk about that tomorrow, which may be a, a little bit longer of a conversation. You know, that, that may be like a half an hour or whatever long. But then when we come back on Monday, like we'll have Mondays with McCool and then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is basically it's unstructured learning and it's guided by guided by you in the YouTube chat, guided by the questions that come in, questions at theoryofdfs.com. If you have a question about DFS strategy, the theory, the tools here at Roto-Grinders, right? The content here. Well, we have, uh, you know, Slate IQ, simulation outputs. I don't understand what they exactly mean. Okay, that's fine. Right. Oh, I'm just starting to get into this sport. Can you relate it to that? Okay. I played the contest last yesterday and I played what I mean, dude, I'm not a big fan in like lineup analysis type of thing. But if you even if you wanted to email, because you'd have to email because you can't post like links in the YouTube chat. But if you want to email, it's like, well, I played this contest yesterday. See, the thing about that is that it's very hard to analyze without me having played the slate. Because we can't really go back to like, what were the projected and projected ownership and blah, 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 blah. But if, if you have a way of making, you know, some type of hand history type of thing where you could explain why you did X, Y, and Z and was that the right way of thinking, I guess, I guess we could do that. But I'd still much rather relate it to like a current slate that hasn't been played or uh, or, or something like that. Because the context of like, well, why did someone play this slate in NBA yesterday? It's like, well, if I didn't play the slate in NBA yesterday and didn't realize that at 8.30, this guy got ruled out. So then you move this guy there and this guy was rejected well. But then like, I, I I may not understand the context of that if I hadn't played the slate. But I mean, hey, I'd, I'd, ra- I'd rather have more than less. So if you want to send, was this lineup good type of type of questions in? You can. I'm allowed, you're not, you're, I'm, you're not going to get yelled at. You're not get scolded. Right. But I may not I may not go over the question. Just understand. And me not going over the question is not me saying that you had a stupid question. It's that 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 I really have no context, en- enough context for that specific thing to, to, to be useful enough. But, hey, if I get 10 emails, ma- mails a day of is, is this lineup good and nine of them I can't really I can't really talk about. But one I can't, then I then, then I'll do that. And if I don't respond back, that's not because I'm mad at you or whatever. You know, you it's just I, there's no I. I've no, I've no, I've no way of giving you good, any, any good advice that's worth, that's worth anything because I don't know. Was this guy over-owned? I don't know. Was he, was he under-owned? Was this, was, you know, was this contest, did this contest uh, have overlay? Did, did, what was the payout structure? Was this a flatter payout structure? Was this a, like, I, I, dude, I, there's so, there's so many more variables that unless you could provide all of that, which may be a tough task. It's very hard to talk about, but I don't want to stop you, right? That's the thing. I'm putting these caveats of, but don't do this and don't do that. No, do everything. Worst case scenario is that I just, I, I don't, I don't respond and it, and because I can't, right? Because the, the, there's no really way for me to give you a, a, a an answer that would be helpful, right? In, in some aspect. And if I don't respond back, I'm not, I'm not an, I'm not an asshole. Only because I am just expecting to get more of them. Uh, James Aguirre, do you think there's any strategic advantage in understanding the DK and FD salary algorithm? No, I don't think so. What advantage? What do you mean under it? They're, they're not, 
they're not projecting players. They're not they're not doing that with sal- typically their salary their salary algorithm is all based on on well they have a lot of manual inputs. So understand that when a guy's in and guy's out and they know this and they're going to move this guy up like like so a person is doing that. Uh, other than that, like there a lot of times it's based around like previous projected ownership and like if a lot of people played this guy at this price you know, last late, they're going to bump it up by X, you know, fact, some type of factor, but it's not in relate there that DraftKings and FanDuel isn't running like their own projection model necessarily. I mean, they are, but the salary algorithm is, is less involved with that than anything else. That's why sometimes like you'll see someone priced up because a little bit more to do to match up or less due to match up or, you know, one guy's in and one guy's out, but a lot of times they're not they're not doing it very well. Right? The whole point is exploiting that. You're exploiting the salary algorithm to get more points than you should for that that price, to get a higher relative value based on salary. Okay? That's that ultimately our fir- our first level, our first level of, of DFS is playing against the pricing. Our second level is playing against the other opponents. And then our third level is playing what our other what our opponents are doing to exploit the the salary pricing of the site. Right. What what they you think they're gonna do based on what the sites are gonna do, what right and exploiting that. So that's what that is. So the first thing is, you know, Christian McCaffrey's minimum price. Okay, well, uh, he shouldn't be. <laughs> he shouldn't be. He's probably probably half off, half off, right? If he was, right. Obviously, he's 9K this week. And then you go, oh, well. I'm I'm I stand to to get way more points for 4K versus another 4K guy. Some 4K guy is projected uh, eight eight median, and Christian McCaffrey has 24 median for for 4K. It's like yeah, I, I I think I think I want those points right. And then the second level is, well, how many other people are going to have those points right? What's the relative value of Christian McCaffrey? He's 90 percent owned, and they have to go. Is it is those 24 points worth? At 4K, at that ownership, worth having that relative value, right? Where where's the where's the line where he's positive or negative leveraged, right? Doesn't mean you don't take him. Just means that that it will affect your the rest of your lineup. So that's 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 the next thing. And then the third thing is, well, everyone can see that Christian McCaffrey is underpriced. He may be 90% owned. How many people don't play him because he's too high owned? Does that lower the ownership? right of of the player that that you think or is he going to be over like that now you're reacting to what you think other people are going to do and that's the third level but the, at the first like the, whether or not the, the in understanding the al- the salary algorithm I don't think it matters you you should be starting out especially if you sign up for roto grinders get a combo premium subscription click on the link in the description you get $10 off your first month and you'll you'll get our you'll get our model you'll get our models if you don't, unless you have your own model, right? Then you could just use our tools, but you'll you'll get our projections. So other than that, like what what do you what do you under what what do you have to understand about the algorithm? What what it knows something that that our model doesn't? It's all everyone's trying to do the same thing, right? Oh well, DK had because you'll get you'll get these things. This is what bad players said. Okay, this, this is what bad players said. Uh, a guy will be underpriced. Right. Let's say let's use the extreme example, Christian McCaffrey. 4K. Let's say mispriced, but 4K for this slate. Then everyone plays, right? 
And then Christian McCaffrey has like an eight point game, right? I mean, even like last night was kind of a floor game. What he got like 13 points or something. And you know what people say? DraftKings knew. DraftKings knew. They knew something. Their computer algorithms, their program, they, they knew something. That's why they priced him so low because they knew that he would have a bad game. They didn't know. They didn't know. that The DraftKings doesn't know. That, that doesn't exist. Okay? So don't think like that. The same thing with a guy's overpriced, right? You know, you take a, you know, Jacoby Myers, 7,800. And you go, and you look at that price and you go, why the hell is he 7,800? Like, he should be like 5K, right? Why is he 7,800? And then, no, like, no one plays him. He's like 2% owned, right? Maybe some people are like, some people think the other way. They may play him for the other reason. I think DraftKings knows. I think they know. Why did they price him at 7,800? They must know something. I'm not saying they necessarily know the future, but something about the matchup or something about something, there's something that we don't have in our models that makes them know. Their models are way better and they know. And that's why they're priced at set. And then what happens is Myers goes out, goes, you know, 11 for 150 and two touchdowns for a career game. DK knew. DK knew. I knew it. I knew it. DraftKings knew. They don't know. I'm telling you, they don't know. Okay. It's just an error. It's just an error. You know, it's just they're in the pricing is going to be inefficient. And that's the first level of attack that you have when you play DFS is exploiting inefficient pricing by the sites. Right. The thing is, is that a large portion of the your opponents also do that pretty well. Right. They may not do that well on the edges. Right. Look, you know, $7,500 player really should be 72 or $7,500 player really should be 86. You know, like some, sometimes on the edges, but you tell, I I can tell you if Christian McCaffrey was 4k on this coming slate, a mint price, there aren't going to be many of many of your opponents that are going to miss that. Right. You're not, you're not, you're not going to go, you're not going to go into your double ups probably and find, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, uh, 50% owned. Like, no, you there's not that many bad players, right? He he may end up being 97% owned at 4K in your double ups. And you go, wow, what what did the what do those three percent of people do? Well, that those are the people that are paid that that now you just got a rake reduction, right? In those in those structured contests. Why aren't you if you're playing a double up? Why aren't you playing a guy that's that's like <laughs> that's gonna that that projects for six X median in, in NFL? In the running back slot that uh, almost every, everyone could identify that has a salary adjusted plus minus of like, what, what would, what would that even be? Salary adjusted plus minus of what? 14, 16, something like that. Like that would be an all you like you, what? I mean, dude, even at that price and like you, you probably played them in, in all your lineups anyway, even at 97% owned, possibly, right? You're starting to get, you're, you're, you're going to get into efficient ranges there. But that has nothing to do with exploiting the salary algorithm. I mean, you're exploiting, that's how you do it anyway. I mean, that's that's what you're doing in general. Trying to get, your, everyone can still spend only 50K on the salary and we're trying to get the most amount of points and the highest range of outcomes for that 50K. And you're exploiting your opponent, your opponent like let's say we have like head-to-heads, right? Where there's no progressive change in, in payout. Like the number one exploit is just playing a higher range of out. You're in poker. It would be, you would say you're playing a stronger range of hands than your opponent. You're exploiting your opponent's proclivity to play a weaker range. 
That's that's essentially what you're doing in head tags. All you have to do is play a stronger range, and you will profit. And but now, with the rake involved, if you're paying nine to eleven percent rake on head to heads, they need to play as you have to play a stronger range of lineups, like a range of hands. That is enough to that is stronger to even beat the rake. So if you're just playing a one v one against your head to head opponent that has a half a point difference in projection, you ain't gonna neither are you gonna you're not gonna you're not beating the rake. You have a slightly, very slightly stronger range, but not not to have not to make up a nine to eleven percent rake. You need to have a substantially stronger range. You need to play against dummies, right? For that. So that that's that. I mean, we'll talk about it tomorrow. That's that's where the money comes from. Okay. But the first thing you have to do is just be able to identify that. So having projections and comparing them to price is like is like that's that's table stakes. That's the first thing you need to do. You have to have a way to convert player names into numbers. That's the that's the very first thing. We talk about we talk about in theory of DFS. I talk about in in chapter three in player selection. Unless you, unless you unless you're unless you're I don't know. Small wonder, right? Wasn't that a show with the Vicky, the robot, the robot girl, right? If you, unless you're data, Lieutenant Commander Data, unless unless you're an Android, right? Not an Android phone, but an Android person. You probably don't have the brain power to weigh million sets million data point sets and regress and and weigh them properly to move to make turn player names into numbers ultimately that's what people are kind of doing they don't realize they're doing it when they go i think this guy's a little too cheap i'm gonna play him oh this guy's in a bad matchup i'm gonna not play like that is what they're kind of doing but they're doing it very they're doing the bluntest way possible by trying to use the human brain some people aren't that bad at doing it that way, especially the most obvious ones. If Christian McCaffrey was 4K, do I need a model to tell me that that's he's probably like extremely valuable to use? No, I don't, right? So there are plenty of people that play on instinct that actually play, especially the cash games. I mean, even GPPs play very well instinctually. They don't know. They don't convert player names into numbers. They don't think they are. They technically are. They're doing it in their head. I think this guy's a good play for that price. I think that based on all these variables, but the model, if you build your own model or you use the one here at Roto-Grinders, like it's, we're doing that for you, right? That is what we're doing. And feel free to, if you, if you, if you don't agree, say, oh, I'm going to change this a little. Oh, fine. If you want to do that, that's, I'm not, if you want to change these projections to whatever you want, do it whatever you want, but you still need to find a way to change player names into numbers and then compare those numbers to the price. That's like the first level of DFS. How do I get more, a higher, the largest range of, the, the best range of outcomes, higher range of outcomes for 50K than my opponents? That's that's basic, that's DFS 101 from a, from a conceptual level. But I think your question is more of like, well, if they price a guy at 5,200, what does that mean? What does that mean? He's underpriced, but... Do they know something like that's that's what it that's what it comes off to me at least. I'm not saying that's a stupid question, but I don't think there's anything necessarily to be gleaned specifically off the pricing unless you have something to compare it. 
Okay, let's see. Anything else before we get out of here? Oh, Trevor, with a quick question. How are you doing in prize picks? I'm not doing as much in prize picks because I haven't been paying attention to NBA. Because the thing about the NBA props is that you have to pay attention for NBA props. Because there's always 700 people on the injury report. So NBA player props is the type of thing. If you're playing NBA DFS, most of your work in NBA DFS is going to be like if it, I'm in the Eastern time zone. So if the slate's at seven, right? And then there's a 1030 game also. Like then there's a bunch, they're all laid out that way. Like NBA DFS is a thing that you like, you, you start really kind of start at six, right? 6 p.m., maybe 5.30. You wait for the 5.30 injury report. And then you start strategizing and then you start building lineups and then whatever. And then by seven, you could probably do it quicker than that. You could probably, sh- you, dude, you could have an efficient enough process to show up 15 minutes before. I mean, you're cutting it close, but you, you could do it. But that's for DFS, right? But for props, a lot of times you're doing it earlier. A lot of times for props, I'm, you're looking the night before even, right? You're, lo- you're looking when you're trying to get it as quickly as when they go up. But the thing is, is that you have to be aware of all the injury and rest situations and who's going to play and whatever. Sometimes they don't even have those props up if something's really questionable, right? Uh, and then, uh, and then from there, then, then you have to adjust. Then you go, oh, okay, this guy's out and this guy's in. Let's see what the prize pick lines are. Or you kind of make like a, a percentage estimate. They have props up, but you see that Jimmy Butler is questionable. Like it's quite possible that he does sit. Now, obviously, since prop lines are up, they're more, they think more likely that he's not going to sit or they think he's going to sit. And that's why the props are the way they are. Like you have to assess that type of thing for NBA. So it's tough to do unless you're, unless you're actively doing so. So that's something that you would have to monitor. So I've not been doing NBA props i'll do nba props on days that i play nba dfs more so than anything nfl nfl you just do early in the week tuesday or wednesday the thing is that on prize picks is that as the weeks go by the plus ev spots get less and less and less and less significantly less so like the first week it was like like you felt like you were at a all you can eat buffet second week you were at a you were at a buffet. You were at a decent buffet, and then by like like you were fine. And then like the first week, two weeks, you could find 30, 35 spots that are off enough that you should be wheeling them around and road robbing them. Then by week four, it's like ah, I could find eighteen spots. Then by week eight, it's like I could find nine spots, right? And then by by week fifteen, it's like I could find three spots, right? Like like that's what the progression kind of has been. Right, or you have to monitor a little bit more and see news and kind of snap off things. You you can do that, but if you're looking to do it a little bit more passively, like NFL, it just it's it's gotten much more efficient later in the season. I'm assuming by next season it'll be, it'll happen the same way. Then in the beginning it'll be awful, and it'll get more efficient as time goes on. Base that's why I like ba- to me, baseball is the best because it's every day and the thing and it's very static. It's not the, the the slate and the and the and the lineups and everything aren't as dynamic. They don't change much. So for baseball, to me, baseball is easy to, to essentially wait up late at night to like 1230, 1 in the morning, wait for them to put up the strikeout props. They won't put up all the props on prize picks. And then use the use the Derek Cardi's the bat and just blast them there. Blast them until they move. 
And then, then wake up in the morning. And then once they start putting up some more, like the pitching outs and uh, the, the hits allowed, and then they start putting up kind of like the, the, the total bases stuff and the hits. And the, the, a lot of times you can't find much there. Uh, and then you do that. And then like, then you, you're good. You're most likely not going to find anything, you know, come the afternoon. So you're done. Like, so you'd like, even if you didn't play the MLB slate that night, you're good. Right. So that that's that's what that's what I've been doing. That's why like it's mostly finding the spots in NFL on like Tuesdays. And then other than that, and then there's not much to talk about when you only find three or four spots. It's like, okay, there found them. And then the next day they move and now they're all gone. And now they, well, what's there to talk about? When is when is it 20 of them? When there's, when there's 20 of them, and then we there's more to talk about. That that's what you kind of should be doing. That that's what I found at least. You'll find stuff in MMA. Like I, I'll take a look at Monday, Tuesday for MMA also. But you don't, you don't have to spend that much time on it. And also, you don't just, you don't find many spots. You just don't find many spots, and there's not much to talk about. But if you have questions about prize picks, about you know the player prop type of sites, even sports betting, if you want, just send them in. Right, that's what the show is. Right, to at least Tuesday through Thursday. Right, it's up to you. It's up to you guys. Repeat the same questions. Ask the stupid questions. I don't care. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. And we'll go over things again and again. This is this is the place for unstructured learning. If you want the place for structured learning, get the Theory of DFS. Theoryofdfs.com. 15-hour audio DFS masterclass. That's the first course. How to think like a professional DFS player. And then the second course is how to apply profitable DFS strategies for advanced players, which also comes with custom tools for Microsoft Excel that I use that James McCool has developed. So if you, I would suggest getting these, I mean, getting these regardless, right? Get the structured learning theory of DFS.com. But if you want to come every day, if you want to send a question once in a while, this is the place for unstructured learning. And I, I'll probably still be snippy at times. I, I will be, I, I get, it's a personality flaw. It'll happen from time to time. And I, what I want is accountability. I want the regulars in the chat. I see Wataz. I see Margie Donyezy, right? I see Trevor in there and Craig. I see a lot of a lot of a lot of regs in there. Kickstart. Kickstart said Mr. Richard. If I'm being snippy, if I'm being a little too snippy, put me in my place in the chat. Go, go, hey, 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 Jordan. This is the guy. Let's let, let's let's just go over this again. Okay. Remember, unstructured learning. So give me a thumbs up at least on your way out the door. Uh, so tomorrow we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit, a little more high level and email, email in course questions at theory of DFS.com. There's an NBA slate tonight. We got a, got a Monday night, uh, Monday night, Thursday night football show going on later tonight. So, uh, so hit that notification bell to know when we go live. I got, uh, I got NFL stuff tomorrow, game theory show for premium members. And, uh, and, uh, and then, then it's off to the new year, end of the football season, NBA, which is always a pain in the ass. And me answering your DFS strategy questions and not scolding you, hopefully. On the on, on the Mondays through Fridays, 11 o'clock Eastern. On the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.